श्री कृष्ण जन्माष्टमी की जय गोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविंदोविं
bathing at Pavan Sarovara. Hmm? Very auspicious lake there. Uh, incidentally, also there is the Samadhi of Pukinchen Krishnadas Babaji Maharaj, the godbrother of Prabhupada, hmm? who left the world in Sakyarasi. He wrote a note, a letter, actually. Sridhar Maharaj told us he had a letter from Kinchina Krishnas Babaji Maharaj, who was famous for kirtan, hmm? his kirtan. He would go uh, everywhere, everywhere he was, in all groups, all sects of Gaudiya Vaishnavas, he would be welcomed hmm? with his, uh, his, uh, his, his kirtan, very attached to holy name and kirtan, and he, so his samadhi is there. Hmm? It uh, problems are over in Nandagram, which, as I said earlier, corresponds with Gudrum, the island in Abadweep, in Gorlila, of of Kirtan. Hmm. Very uh, had the auspicious uh, opportunity to uh, have his holy association on more than one occasion to be blessed by him, hmm. to be a good sannyasi. Hmm. Uh, so he was close to Prabhupada, close to Sridhar Maharaj, also very close to. Sridhar Maharaj used to go to his moth and do kirtan there. Hmm. One of my godbrothers who was famous for uh, putting together, being involved in leading up, the, putting together Sridhar Maharaj's talks into uh, into books, Bhakti Sudhir Goswami Maharaj, before he had... Um, I think after Prabhupada left, but before... Um, he, Sudhir, had, Maharaj had started going to see Sri Maharaj maybe earlier on, in late 70s or something, uh, went to, he heard that Babaji Maharaj was at one month of Sri Maharaj in Navadweep, so he went there to record the kirtan of um, Babaji Maharaj. So Babaji Maharaj is doing kirtan, and here comes this devotee with Sanyasi with the tape recorder, and Babaji Maharaj said to him, that is not the teaching. The teaching is you, you chant, not that you record me chanting. Hmm? And he said, but he said, if you want to record something, come with me. Hmm? And he took him up the stairs onto the veranda where Sri Ramadhan was sitting. He said, whatever he says, record that. Hmm? So he was very affectionate towards um, Pujapatrita Marjan and, and Prabhupada as well. Hmm? He was famous amongst Prabhupada's disciples. So he has his uh, samadhi there. He told Judah Marsh in a letter that 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 it, that it that was like the landscape opened up, hmm? and I saw the leela of Krishna and Balaram going herding cows, and they called to me, "Come, you can come with us." I entered there. Judah Marsh said he found his place there in Sakirasa. Hmm? There, his samadhi is at, at, at Nandagram. I think he had made one disciple. Maybe his name is Sanatan. Hmm? Uh, and uh, well-known amongst, I met him amongst a number of Prabhupada's disciples. So all the, anyway, the, the Brajabhasis and Gokul, they go after the yogurt game to Pavan Sarovara. Hmm? There's a well from Pavan Sarovara that is... Uh, in which Radharani draws water every morning to cook for Krishna. She, every morning she cooks for Krishna on the insistence, at the insistence of Mother Yasoda, who sends 
Gundlat all the way to Yavat. You got to go and bring Radha here to cook for Krishna. Even though I know she's married to somebody else, but it's my son, and you know he's the future of the the brudge. He's going to be the king, like it or not. And so we've got to protect his health. And, she, and he's always going into the forest. And there are these reports from the cowherds that that all of these uh, nemesis, enemies, demons, and so forth, monsters are appearing, and and so forth. And it was said that uh, that Radharani was was given a blessing from Durvas. Hmm? That whatever she cooked would be like nectar, would be life-giving, bring immortality. So, Mother Yashoda's love, Vatsali Abhav, for her son. Mother wants to see this son eat nicely, right? Uh, this, uh, she sends her messengers, and uh, Radharani's mother-in-law can't refuse. So even though she's suspicious that something else is going on all the time, still she has to let Radha go. And then she comes to Nandagram. And, and from the well, her sakis, Pabansarova, draw water up, and the cooking begins every morning, a huge festival. So it's anyway, it's an auspicious um, lake there. And... All the inhabitants of Gokul, they go in different sectors, cowherds, young ones, the older ones, the older ladies, and the younger girls in their own sections on the different sides of the ghat. So there's a beautiful, beautiful ghat there. The whole place is all built up, you see. Now, if you go to Vrindavan today, then you'll see a ghat built at Pavansaro or at Brahmakund and uh, Radhakund and so forth. This is all the uh, the uh, the influence of the Goswamis. Mahaprabhu sent to Vrindavan. Originally, Mahaprabhu himself went to Vrindavan hmm, alone. He left Puri to go to Vrindavan via Navadweep, and he was told by Sanatan. All these people were following him wherever he went. He said, you can't go to Vrindavan like that. Sanatana advised him. First of all, it won't be politically wise to be traveling across the country with a whole entourage when, when the Muslims are a little inimical towards the Hindus and so forth. Yeah? And secondly, it's not appropriate to enter Vrindavan as a big guy. Hmm. We go there as a small person. And Krishna is, is, is large and so forth. So... He taught the way to, to enter Vrindavan, to become small, not going on a palanquin, on an elephant, something like that. So eventually, of course, Mahaprabhu went to Vrindavan, and he went pretty much by himself. One assistant hmm, was uh, sent with him. And there he experienced the... Um, the uh, Lilastalis of of Krishna, and so he would say, "Here is Radhakund, here is Shamakund, here is," uh, and then he then he commissioned Rup Sanatan, Bugaraba Goswami, Lokanath Goswami to um, excavate, if you will, the places of Krishna's pastime. This is when we take the, from their bhav, then we externalize it, and so they. They're, by their bhava, they've, they've, they, 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 they felt the places of Krishna's lila and experienced them in their hearts. Hmm? And, um, and then they were contemporary enough uh, 
in their um, preaching as mendicants to get the patronage of so many kings. There were many kingdoms in India at the time. It wasn't one country. And so it was fashionable uh, amongst the wealthy to, uh, you know, your wealth is determined after a certain point, not by how much money you have, but what you do with your money, what kind of art you have, what kind of things you've bought and so forth, or what kind of charitable acts you've done. Even today, that's a little popular. So amongst the kings, then they... If it, in, in the Ranis, the kings and queens of the time, it was amongst the Hindus, it was such that if you didn't have a temple or you hadn't built a god or a monument uh, to honor the vision and inner experience of the Goswamis in Vrindavan, then you were nobody. Hmm? So they, they, by their, their, their spirituality, they got the patronage of the uh, administrative uh, monarchical class of India, and much money was spent in Vrindavan, just thrown on the ground in Vrindavan. Hmm? And and this is an attempt to somehow like a facsimile, a, 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 a vague kind of um, facsimile or approximation, hmm? an external approximation what is the internal experience of the Goswamis? What is really Pavansarovara? What is the nature of that, that, that got there? You see, this is a good use of money hmm, for people who are attached to money, which is most people. Hmm? Uh, but it doesn't take any money to do bhajan and make a got at Pavansarovara, in bhava, in meditation. Hmm? Uh, we are reminded of the story of the, the Brahman in uh, cited Arupa Goswami in Bhaktirasamrita Sindhu with regard to his smarna, <coughs> which is so central, this remembrance or meditation to Rag Bhakti. Hmm? And um, he was poor, hmm? and uh, so he couldn't acquire the... Uh, what he thought would be appropriate ingredients for offering to God. And so in his meditation, he would make these fantastic offerings. He would sit in meditation, and then he would then he would go... You want to turn it off? And this is about the third time you've done that. You should be a little more considerate. Turn it off before you come. So he would, uh, he would go in his meditation down to the Jamuna with golden buckets and draw water and bring them and gather in his meditation all valuable roots and fruits and vegetables and items and rice and prepare a huge feast. And so this was his daily practice, Manasa Puja. Hmm? So doing the puja for his deity in his mind in meditation. Hmm? So when we say, when I speak of the subjective world as opposed to the objective world, I don't mean an imaginary, unreal world. I mean a, that the, the objective world is not the real world, and there's some objectivity to the subjective world. It's really there. Hmm? People say, oh, it's just in your mind. It's mind. In one sense, the body's coming out of the mind. Yam yam vyapisparam bhavam hmm? From mind comes the next body, right? In the subtle body of the mind, what it's preoccupied with, it will take us to our next 
body. So what's in the mind is, is what's really happening. Hmm? Uh, so he was building a world of, of worship in his mind. Hmm? This isn't an imaginary world. This is, and when Baba Sudasatma makes its ingress and it rides on the mind, that kind of mind then hmm, can do worship in this subjective world. Hmm? Make uh, turn something concrete, you know, if you will, in the subjective world. Hmm? The thoughts, such as sankalpa, hmm? whatever they want in the subjective world, it can happen. So he was doing this, and then one day he made the sweet rice, hmm? and uh, maybe he would make it daily. And uh, this during in his meditation, he's thinking, "Okay, I've cooked the sweet rice, and it's hot." It, it should cool down before offering, so let me I'll put my finger and see how hot it is. And he put his finger in the meditative sweet rice, and he, it broke his trance, and he pulled his finger out, and it was burnt. Hmm? Hmm? So then the ship from Baikunta came and picked him up, something like that, <laughs> is the idea. So hmm. this is a real world. Hmm? Hmm? So you don't need any money to build a ghat at Pavan Sarovar or anywhere in Vrindavan. And the kind of monuments and temples and so forth that you can build there are far more extraordinary and uh, beautiful and, uh, and devotional than any approximation of that that we can manifest in this world nonetheless. Hmm? And it doesn't take any money to do that. Mahaprabhu had no money. Rupes and often they had absolutely no money, and they built fab- fabulous temples and, and uh, um, monuments to the uh, pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in their minds. Hmm? Do you understand? They entered into the Braj Bhav and they did service there. Hmm? In the mind of such a soul, then they can they can desire a body for service. This is the idea of the Siddhadeha. It comes in bhav. It is the desire that has its beginnings in sadhana, appropriately, and in the maturity, maturation of sadhana, which is bhava, then by will. Their will is one that is in conjunction with the will of Bhagavan and functions within, manifests within the the parameters of the, the dream, the daydream, if you will, the daydreaming that we, we call Krishna Leela. So they can manifest a form. Hmm? And this is the ideal of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, enter into the Braj Leela. Hmm? And uh, so it's a meditative, subjective world. Now we, we are so, as I've been saying, objectively oriented, oriented towards the, the world of objects rather than the subjective Subjects who can have feelings, hmm? the world of objects that we need, we have a need to objectify hmm? the uh, ideas, hmm? the feelings, the sense, the, the bhava, the ecstasy that that spiritual world is constituted of. Hmm? And so we, like I said, there's a self-manifest deity because some devotee sees a stone and says, "There, that's Krishna." I can see Krishna there. So everybody comes and worships. Then they want to, I think they put a face on him and so forth. They need to objectify it and make sure he's really there and so forth. 
Are you really there in the heart of the devotee? This is the point. Hmm? This is where Krishna's leelas is, is always going on. Hmm? And so, in the Goswami's hearts, these they were seeing these places, they were experiencing, they were, they were, they were making offerings to Krishna. Hmm? And then they, their, externally their life, of course, was very renounced. And so, that naturally uh, is, is attractive to people. Both acquisition and renunciation are, are attractive. These are the two tracks, really, that life, material life runs on. We run after things and we run away from things. Boga and tyag. Hmm? Bhakti is not about running after things or away from things. It's about hmm, dedication in which there's a use for things and there's a place for giving up certain things as well. Hmm? So, so anyway, we don't need any money to enter into that world. But people misunderstand this idea when you say, you should give some money to build a temple. Well, they need money for spiritual life. Hmm? It's not required. They're asking money for spiritual life. <laughs> They're so attached to money. That, no, it's you are attached to money. If you're not attached to money, you just give it for Krishna. <laughs> Why are you arguing? <laughs> it's true, we don't need any money, but you, but people need, in general, hmm? the sadhus like the Goswamis, they didn't need any money. Mahaprabhu didn't need any money. And they were building better temples and ghats and and glorifying Vrindavan, making man, the whole Vrindavan manifests in the world in a concrete, objective sense, which is, again, just an approximation of what they're experiencing. That approximation can never do justice. So the sadhu has some idea to build a temple for Krishna, to manifest deity, hmm? to, to, to write something about Krishna, to, to bring it into the objective world. Hmm? In our service, where we, where we think we need money to exist, to live, hmm? to be to give that money and get it out of our heart. Yeah, the, the example is there. You take me, for example. Look at me. I have this nice house here. All the nice people coming, you know, several times a year. I can go to Costa Rica. And I started with nothing here. You know, we came here. We borrowed some money from somebody. I was, you know, charming enough to borrow some money to acquire... <laughs> the property and, and just have a huge debt and, and invite people and say, well, you know, you want to help us out. <laughs> so, this way, you could live like this. No need for money, but we have a sense of value, skewed sense of value that um, it causes us to be a little, a little selfish. Vrindavan is not selfish, as I said. It's all made up of, of givers and so forth. So, the, the this is the idea. No, we, we don't want your money. You want your money, and we're proving it to you. This is the, with the whole Pujala Raga Patagodu Abhangi Matalahari Jan Kirtan Rangi. This phrase, which Sridhar said he thought encapsulated the, uh, the approach to Ragmarg of Bhakti Siddhanta, was written as, as one stands in an entire poem uh, that was to be sung in Kirtan when the deities from the rented house in Calcutta were taken to the marble Bhagbazar temple. This is the, like one of the first, maybe the first Gaudiya temple outside of the Dham, the mar- famous marble temple at Bhagbazar. Bhaktisiddhanta was sending his preachers out and they were raising, raising money from the people and taking the money, just throwing it to build this temple. And people were saying, well, like, you know, there's poor people and there's this and that. What are you, what are you doing with it? Um, 
so this was their this was their program. Pujala Ragapata Gaurava Bange. Matalaharijan Kirtanarange. That there's something in us that gets in the way hmm, of our having intimacy with the absolute and it's our desires. Hmm? And 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 so our funds, for example, is an extension of our ourselves and by which we fulfill our desires and these are getting in the way. Hmm? And so we and we honor that. You know, this is like money is the honey, Prahlad said, in people's lives. So, so the idea was to take the money that people, represented people's hearts full of desires, and just throw it at the, at the deity, make, it, make a temple for the deity, hmm? and ornament the deity. And he was doing some Aishvarya hmm? worship. And people, what does this have to do with the, in the Dham? They thought, what does this have to do with the Ragmarg? It's not about Aishvarya. He's building these fancy marble temples and, and so on and so forth. His idea was, let the people who have, are enamored by the world, let them take their funds and we'll, we'll throw it at the temple. We'll make, make a, some Aishvarya there. They'll be attracted to come in. Hmm? And through the kirtan, then gradually that, 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 um, that, uh, through, the, through our kirtan of preaching, we will teach them about the Ragmag to worship, the, venerate. Hmm? With all of our opulence, we'll throw it at the Ragmag and glorify it. Would be the idea. We'll glorify what is the Ragmag, what is Brindaban. Use all our wealth and Aishvarya for that, and broadcast it all over the place. And say, what is Brindaban? And then Brindaban will come to us. Hmm? Gaurava Bhanga. Gaurava means respect. So the respect, the reverence will be broken, Gaurava Bhange, and Vrindavan will come down hmm? into your heart, is his idea. Hmm? So this is the song they sang as they took the deities on the palanquin to the, to the temple that they had built. And, hmm? and this is his idea, build tech from the money from the people, build big temples and a big opulent uh, worship of, 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 of Krishna and of the Ragmarg an opulent worship of the Ragmarg. Not an idea for worship in awe and reverence, but to have awe and reverence for the Ragmarg. Hmm? That it's a high thing, and to enter there, hmm? that's a great uh, uh, gift, the gift of Mahaprabhu and so forth. Hmm? So the sadhu, in this case, Bhaktisiddhanta or the Goswamis, hmm? they didn't need any money to worship. Mahaprabhu did not need any money. He had nothing. But the people should give money to try to make some approximation of what is in their heart. Get close to it, touch it, and so forth. So we make a temple and establish the deity and and or the printing of literature and so forth. Funds should be used for this. It's, it's like throwing money away. It has no material value. <laughs> you can't get anything material out of that. But, uh, but by spending your wealth means open, emptying out your heart and his room for this bhakti to come in. Hmm? So this is the way the Goswamis conducted themselves. They had a vision. Hmm? What was really Pabans were over that they saw? And some king come and build a god and it's only just a, an approximation. How extraordinary is that uh, Vrindavan Leela? Hmm? 
So from problems are over, there they bathed, hmm? all the inhabitants. And then they left, went back to Nanda Maharaj's house, where they were all given new cloth hmm? and gifts. Nanda Maharaj, they showed them I arranged gifts for all the guests. Hmm? And then uh, some feasting, naturally, and the day of the Janmashtami festival uh, comes to an end. And Mahaprabhu hmm, is uh, here in these leelas from Gadadhar Pandit. He is absorbed in meditation on the the, the, the yoga games and the bathing in Pabhastarovan and Ishan, the family servant. Hmm, Ishan Gaur of Nadia comes and says, Gaur, Vishwambar, Sachi is saying, the, the offering is finished. Come on. Come and make the offering yourself. So he's brought out of his trance and he roars like a, like a lion, comes and expects the offering to be now like, like they're cooking here. So Sachi Mata and all the elderly ladies and Vishnu Priya, Lakshmi Priya, they're both there all cooking like anything. Hmm? And so Mahaprabhu comes and inspects all the offerings and then he deputes Gradhar, you make the offering. Hmm? And and Swarup begins to sing hmm? Lila Kirtan. Hmm? Hmm. And again they're transported back into the to the Braj Lila. Again they come out and they're invited to there's a standing invitation to come for the darshan of Madan Gopal at Shantipur at Adwaita's house. So they go through the forests doing kirtan hmm, to the house of Advaita. Hmm. There they have the darshan of Madan Gopalji. Hmm. And, the, and, the, and then Pritangor Lila, then the Janamastami is celebrated with some anukop, ekadasi prasad, some fruits, some, no grains, some fruits and milk and, and some other things. And here, the way we do it. But no grains. So uh, this is the Mahaprabhu has shown how to observe this. Hmm? Of course, in Vrindavan, they're taking a full feast for Krishna's Janamastami. So then, of course, Mahaprabhu takes rest to Advaitas. They have the slumber party at Advaita Charya's house. And uh, and uh, in, in, in the morning, then Kirtan begins, and Mahaprabhu goes out in the neighborhoods, does Kirtan in every home, and they perform this yogurt game in every house. Expands into every house. Everybody participates, goes and bathes in the Ganges. And in the inhabitants of Vrindavan, they come in the morning. Radharani is cooking, some prasad is taken, everybody exchanges their appreciations, and all the Vishabhanu and the contingency from Radha's side ask permission to go. And this is the Navani, the ninth day. So ends the observance of the Janmastami and Mahaprabhu's meditation on and meditation means participation in hmm? the Brajlila. So this ends our discussion for Krishna Janmastami. Any question? Just right on time, too. One minute over. Hmm? So we are, we're going to have more kirtan and then at midnight there will be the arti. But so many discussions we've had. Any questions at all? You're all a little tired. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's been good, very active though. Mm-hmm. Much kirtan and, and uh, harikata. Question? No. No. Yes.
I've heard you describe uh, the samadhi of bhakti, sabhikalpa. Mm. Can you briefly describe um, what that means? Well, vikalpa means like movement, like some um, differentiation. So in Gyanmarg, it's thought that you meditate on one thing, and then when the mind becomes fixed on one thing, then that, that thing is removed also. Hmm? And the samadhi is near vikalpa, without anything in it. Hmm? It's empty. It's a contentless experience. Whatever that is, contentless experience. No material content. It means hmm? it's not really even an experience. It's just a, an awareness. It's an abstract awareness with of, of, with no object to be aware of. But then it's a very abstract idea. And awareness implies there's an object to be aware of. Hmm? That's why Ramanuja's argument against Shankar, like, this doesn't make any sense, he said, basically. P- pure uh, subjectivity. Because hmm? Shankar would say, there is no, ultimately there is no world. There is no objective world. Pure idealism. Hmm? There is no world. So... Of course, we don't agree with that. Hmm? The world's not what it appears to be, but, but there's something there called Maya Shakti. And so Shankar, Ramanuja said, well, you know, this makes no sense. Pure, objecti- pure subjectivity. Hmm? Awareness of what? What is awareness if there's nothing to be aware of? This is his complaint. So he had an idea there is a world, and the world, the Jagat, the world, and the Jiva, these are part of the body of God, you know, jagadavyaktamurti in a Bhagavad Gita sense, and the world is the body of God. So he saw like this, he didn't see the world as separate from from God. Hmm. Narayan has his own form as well, but in a broader sense, the world constituted of, of, the, of, of matter and consciousness in the form of the jivas. These are aspects of... So, Existence is a person, as I sometimes say. He thought it was Narayan. Hmm? These are aspects of him. Hmm? So, at any rate, this, there, the, the, there's a group that are fond of this idea of nirvikalp samadhi, hmm? pure awareness. Hmm? But the sabikalp, in their, in their school, sabikalp means that you have that one thing you're still meditating on, and that's fixing the mind, and then the mind becomes fixed enough to let go of that thing. And there it is, just pure awareness. Hmm. So from sabikalp to nirvikalp. Hmm. But when we say sabikalp, we're saying a, that there is a samadhi with differentiation within it. It's not uh, a material differentiation hmm, that is distracting different ideas, thoughts, and, and, and so on and so forth. But meditation on, on the advaigyan tattva, the non-dual reality is such that within the context of the of its non-dual nature, hmm, there is also movement, and therefore there's differentiation, variety, hmm, and such as the lila, as we've been describing. Hmm. So the samadhi. What was the samadhi of Vyas? Is it nirvikalp samadhi? Hmm. He was told by Narada, "Samadhi nusmrata bicheshtitam." Your distress is a result of your not having 
adequately, just in no uncertain terms, spoken about bhakti. So, you're a very qualified person, he said. You should go samadhi nanusvana Go sit in samadhi. Hmm? And out of that, what will come? Hmm? You write about that. that then you'll be, you'll be fulfilled. In the samadhi, his samadhi is described there in the seventh chapter of the first canto. Hmm? And it's not nirvikalp samadhi in, in that sense of the term. You could say nirvikalp and it has no material object, but another way of speaking about it is it's a super savikalpa. Hmm? And he saw differentiation. He saw Bhagawan. He saw his surup shakti. This means differentiation. So he, he experienced the brajrasa, brajalila. How do we know that he experienced that in the samadhi? Because that's what his book is about. <laughs> so what's the Bhagavatam about? It's about the Samadhi of Vyas. What's the Samadhi of Vyas? Hmm? That's Krishna Lila. Hmm? So this isn't something material. Therefore it's called Samadhi Bhasha. It's, it's written in Samadhi Bhasha. Bhasha means language. Language explaining the Samadhi of Vyas. Hmm? You understand? Hmm? So it's a variegated reality. And the variegation... It's not like here, it gets in the way of unity, but it ornaments the unity, decorates it. Hmm? And we tend to, em- to emphasize that part, that side of it. Hmm? Once you get the tattva down, uh, we tend to emphasize the bhava, hmm? the differentiation. Hmm? Let's take the shape of all the leelas, and hmm? different bhavas, the feelings of different devotees, and so forth. What else? Any other question? Okay, we'll stop there and then we'll have some uh, kirtan. Sit down, do some kirtan. And then soon, shortly, a few minutes now, we'll see the midnight arctic and then take prasachi. Krishna Janamastami, Mahamotsavaki, Jai. Gaur Bhakta Vrindaki, Jai. Gaur Premanandi, Jai.